0: From the PSA Mobile Studios at the Doubletree in Breckenridge, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair. What a great guest we have for you this afternoon. Met uh, Rodney Williams in our group today, skiing with Ellen Post Foster and Level 3 and beyond. Rodney, thank you very much for uh, taking the time to chat with us. It was very interesting talking with you on the chair and I really wanted to find out more about you. Thank you. So first of all, tell us why you're here and what your goals are for this uh, few days that we're getting to ski at Breckenridge.
1: Well, the main reason I'm here is to improve constantly on my own skiing and my education as far as PSIA is going and the directions they're, they're taking in the new teaching formats.
0: Now, Radney, you've got a very interesting story. You've been at Keystone for 36 years, but tell us a little bit about how you got started in instruction.
1: Well, quite a few years back, don't want to date myself, but uh, quite a few years back, I got an invitation to go skiing one day, and I said, well, yes, I'll go skiing. And uh, they told me, well, we'll be about to pick you up at 6 o'clock in the morning. I said, 6 o'clock in the morning for what? (laughs) They said, well, you said you go skiing. So I went to Winter Park, took my first ski lesson there, and had a
0: ball. Do you remember that lesson? Can you tell us maybe something you really liked about it, and maybe something you didn't like so much about it?
1: Well, I'll tell you what I enjoyed about it. It was my first outing, so I really enjoyed the experience. The next year, I had a friend give me a pair of skis. They were a pair of marker, masters, head, oh, no, excuse me, pair of headmasters, cable bindings, the whole bit. I went back up the next year, my second time skiing. I found this ad in the paper, two days of skiing, 35 bucks and tow tickets, and lessons. So I went up, took the lesson, at the end of the lesson, the clinician says, uh, you know, we don't need any instructors over here, but I've got a friend over Geneva Basin looking for instructors. Now, mind you, I'm doing good to stand up at this point. (laughs) So I said, why not? (laughs) Took off, headed over Geneva Basin, stopped at squaw pass, got hired there. But I decided to go on to Geneva. Went to Geneva Basin. The director there was a gentleman by the name of Dan Thurston out of Steamboat. He was a jumper. Started teaching there. He hired me. Second year I was teaching there, he decided I was going to have to jump. They did Glendisprung every year, went to Utah, to Ulta, jumped there. Somehow I managed to play seventh. (laughs) I tell you, I've never been so afraid of any one thing in my entire life. (laughs) But, um, you know, skiing opened up such a great avenue for me as far as enjoyment other than city life, you know. And it did so much for me, I said, I've got to introduce other people to this. And I started by talking to kids in the core city, because I knew they would never get a chance to do this sort of thing. So I got a group of 48 kids together in the core city. Couldn't get any buses to transport them, but I had friends that owned ski shops, and they said, we'll supply you the equipment. Geneva Basin supplied the tow tickets. I just couldn't get any transportation.
0: Now and you were looking all over the place. You were going but to churches and I mean yes. really looking through the community to get these kids up to the mountain.
1: I really was. And I finally came to a point where I said, well, I know. I'll go to the police department and talk to them. Because I knew they had this league they called the PAL League for athletes, but they didn't have skiing involved in it. So I went, and they said, well, we've never done it before. You'll have to talk to the mayor, who was McNichols at the time. So I went down, sat with McNichols, explained to him what I would like to do. And he said, well, let's give it a try. I ended up getting 48 kids driven up to Geneva Basin for eight weekends by policemen in their own private automobiles.
0: Now let's back up just a minute before we get to how you got the police involved in such a a personal way. What was that like trying to set up a meeting with the mayor about this discussion and and this project?
1: Well, you know, the mayor has quite a colorful background at that time, McNichols. So I said, well, hmm, maybe I hope I'm talking to the right person. But uh, I don't know, somehow I managed to get an audience with him. And once I did, I mean, it was... A piece of cake, I must say. He and really fell in behind it. He, I think he was very proactive on getting the police department involved with the community because it really created quite a cohesiveness between the police and the communities at that time, it really did. Now, 48
0: and kids, I mean, that's a lot of vehicles. and. Were the police doing this on their own time, and they volunteered to bring the kids up?
1: The police were doing this on their own time, volunteered to bring them up, and the policemen took care of those kids like mother hens. They brought extra food, extra clothing, and they took lessons with the kids. They did. They really did. It was fantastic.
0: Now, why 48? How did you come up with that number? Was that just how many you were able to? uh, That was how
1: many I was able to gather together. Now, I started off with uh, anyone interested, and I just went around the neighborhoods, showing them what I would like to do, and invited them up to the rec center for a meeting. Got them up for a meeting. It took me about three meetings to get a full crew together, and to get the parents' buy-in on, you know, letting me take their children out of the city. <laughs> you know.
0: Now, but, how did that work when you got them up to the area? Were they all involved with? Lessons And uh, how many instructors were you able to get to to do the project with you?
1: I had about, I think we had about 10 instructors at that time. And uh, it varied from week to week because it was eight weekends we went up. Eight weekends. Yeah. Uh, There were times when I might have had maybe 15 to 20 kids in one class, you know. But they all went well. The kids really enjoyed themselves. And one thing I looked at is what skiing had done for me. It made me more confident in my life. And I feel if I could get kids at this early age to be more confident in themselves, schooling would be no problem with them.
0: Now, Rodney, how many of the kids stayed with the program throughout the eight weeks?
1: You know, I had at least 38 of those kids stay with the program all the way through.
0: 38?
1: 38. And then after that program, Years later, well, one year later, I introduced the program to a black ski club in Denver called the Slippers and Sliders. They took 36 kids up for four weekends every year. Now, that was in 1976, and the program is still going.
0: It's still going.
1: Yeah. A lot of those kids that were in that program, I saw them grow up have children of their own, and still in the ski program,
0: still in skiing. Now, how long did this go on at Geneva Basin?
1: It was just one season at Geneva Basin. But uh, a few years later, I moved to Keystone, and we continued the program there at Keystone. The uh, Black Ski Club worked through Keystone, and every year they held it at Keystone for quite a few years. Now I believe it's being held at Copper
0: Mountain. And are you still involved in any way with the the program? Do you keep up with it?
1: You know, I really haven't kept up with the program. I kind of got off into a thing of really trying to improve my skiing and working so hard on mine, teaching part-time, becoming full cert. It took a lot of my time,
0: personally. That's understandable, <laughs> but you've got to be really proud. I mean, what an accomplishment.
1: Oh, I am I am so proud because I see people today that still remember the program. I see people today that say they would not have been skiing had it not been for me. And uh, it makes me feel quite good, it really does.
0: Now, How long has it been since you've worked with the program? And, and tell us about where you are now.
1: Well, I worked with that program with the uh, ski club for about, oh, I'd say almost seven years straight up. What we'd do, we'd hold a wine sip and fashion show to fund the program. And we'd have people from all over the city coming to our wine sips and fashion shows, and we'd fund the kids for the next season. And uh, it went quite well, went real well.
0: And now you're full cert now. Uh, Tell us about your career as an instructor.
1: My career as an instructor, (laughs) you know, I have came across some excellent clinicians in my time, you know, and I have to give the credit for my success to them more than anything because they showed me the way, you know. They worked with me. They helped me. Whenever I needed um, conversation, I could get it, you know, so PSIA has been You know, we have this uh, saying, uh, let me hide myself in thee, (laughs) and that's what I do.
0: (laughs) Now, after 36 years, you know everything, right?
1: No, I am really trying to learn now.
0: (laughs) Tell us a little bit about your experience today. It was really fun being out on the mountain with this group.
1: You know, for years I followed the work of um, Ellen uh, Post Foster. Today I finally had an opportunity to ski with her and I tell you, it was uh, the high point of my career. It really was. Because uh, just watching her move so fluidly let me know how much farther I have to go.
0: (laughs) Rodney, it's been great visiting with you. I wish you all the best this season and thanks so much for taking the time to chat with us today. Thank you. I look forward to skiing with you for a few hours tomorrow morning. Excellent. (laughs) From the PSI ASI Mobile Studios at the Doubletree in Breckenridge, Colorado, I'm George Thomas.